Let's talk. Let's talk the real about the elephant in the room right now. What are we going to do for all of quarter one when there's no Darknet Diaries? What? Hey, that's our. That's one there's of our no- topics. We're giving it away. <laughs> well, yeah. okay, well, I, okay. It's the mo- okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait then. You didn't Corey, see that, Ralph? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Corey, are you frozen or are you just like look dead? No, I'm oh. just very quietly adjusting my mic settings so I don't sound <laughs> like I'm a potato. <laughs> I'm a He's potato. Concentrating. I, I will say, what are we going to do when there's no Darknet Diaries and we're just not going to know anything about emerging yeah, threats? Right? I, I'm going to have nothing to listen to as I go running. Or or what? What? You, you listen to Darknet Diaries while you're running? That's yeah, dude, crazy. I completely zone out into the just, and the, I, I've probably almost been hit by a car several times because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm too heavily paying attention to the podcast. At least you podcast. know the dangers of your activities at this point. <laughs> you're like, I may be slow running, but I'm not a, not going to jail for hacking IRC or whatever. Yeah, He may be slow running, but he's cool running. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Florida uh, original sport there. Mainly from here in Florida. To Florida, what? Original sport. Bob I don't know sledding? If it's anyone else? Bob sledding was yeah. I'm sure bob sledding made in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure here, bob sledding. I'm pretty sure bob sledding is a uh, is just how they get around in Norway, in like Norway and Finland. <laughs> Has anybody but John and one of those AI like picture creators yet? I'm surprised. Mm, I, I have. We have a company rule against that. Dude, I would. I I got it done to me without my knowledge. I woke up and my wife's like, "Check out these cool photos I got of you." And I was like, "Where did you get these?" She's like, "I uploaded all your. I uploaded a bunch of your selfies, and now I have AI creations of you." So what kills me about this recent AI insider threat? Yeah, AI trend is that all these services are popping up that are like free. Enter in whatever you want. Guess what? This AI can write your programs for you. Maybe your new. what is it report or something your college i know it's, it's oh wild. dude yeah. oh dude yeah, yeah. that yeah. open ai open GPT chat or, oh, yeah. yeah that one yeah no you can just ask for a research paper about uh not you know anyone or anything and it'll write a pretty good one yeah pretty yeah. pretty good <laughs> it's 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 totally yeah it'll get you a c it'll get you a c if a it's c not report. if it's a not a complex one i could e- i could easily get an a from one of those I asked the AI to write me a phishing campaign. It was pretty bad. It was. It was. Oh, really? <laughs> it was pretty. It, I I could like read the. Let me let me find the phishing campaign. Uh, the instructions that I gave it. Hold on. It basically was like I I think the instructions I gave it were like write me a phishing campaign where a user is instructed to download a file. Okay, so here's the uh, here's the prompt. Write me an email phishing message instructing a user to download a file and execute it. Here's the email that it came up with. Dear valued user, we recently discovered that your account has been compromised. To protect your personal information and prevent unauthorized access, we are requesting that you download and run the attached security update as soon as possible. Please download the attached file, run it on your computer, and follow the instructions to complete the process. If you have any questions or concerns, do not hesitate to reach out. It also says... Do not hesitate. This content may violate our content policy. (laughs) (laughs) So... AI you can't use AI sure. to figure out if it's violating the content policy or not. It should be. Yeah. So long that, right? story short, I got a thirty-five no percent click AI rate. Oh, I got a thirty-five. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I, I, <laughs> I, I would be super uh, uh, interested to actually write one of those, use it on a report, change the name, and see what kind of success rate it is. You know. Oh, good. Good. So, okay. Someone asked, "Will the AI yeah, paper make it, a pass turn in dot com?" I think yes, it would because it's brand new. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think I, I I mean it's been a long time since I like wrote any papers that were graded by anyone other than my clients, but it basically I think those solutions they look for plagiarism primarily. So like copy and paste from Wikipedia and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I think it would be like new every time what the AI would come up with, but mm-hmm. it could reuse entire chunks of phrases, which could be bad. So I will I, I will know. tell you this: getting past turnitin.com is not that hard. Uh, yeah. Allegedly, I know that from experience. But what do you I mean also will tell you this. <laughs> hey, here's my a, here's another fact. Is alleged. Yeah. It, it's being tested right now. I guarantee you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we will find out very shortly if it works or not. Also, I like turn it in is the equivalent of like EDR. You can pay the service <laughs> to test out <laughs> yourself, so you can just see whether it's getting flagged and then what it's getting flagged no. on. It's like. Usually the schools already have an account where you can pre-test, pre-test, your, pre-test yes. the essay before you turn it in. And I was yes. like, oh, yeah, I'll pre-test this essay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, OK, it's good. Bloop. It's good. Yes. Exactly. And Another they don't care I because turn it in gets paid either way. They don't care if they catch it. They, they just need to catch like the really low hanging fruit. OK. Even then they don't. All right. Let's start the show. Roll the finger. I could talk about <laughs> Roll the for finger. <laughs> Welcome to Black Hills Information Security, talking about the news. I'm your host today, Ralph May, and I am joined by an all-star cast of the most advanced cybersecurity professionals in the world, minus Corey. So Wade, who is wading through logs. Welcome to the show, Wade. Hey, I want to get a, give a shout out to uh, Dusty at Deload the Tech Pro for uh-huh. us, us, our podcast, making his top five podcasts in Spotify. Nice. 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 We need you. a, uh, yeah, we need like a, uh, like some kind of video for this or something where like the hands and the claps and stuff. I don't know. It was <laughs> just me. Mike. Yeah, there you go. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa what, what podcast is this? I know. Mike, we got you as, uh, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. Always a pleasure. Yes, we're excited to have you here. We have Ryan. I still don't know if Mike works at BHIS or not. He he does. It's a shadow job. We just. (laughs) That's what I thought. He's overemployed. Overemployed. (laughs) (laughs) We have Ryan who makes us sound good and makes those like um, you know air horn noises so that we can you know continue. And I edit the podcast. Yes, I hope you edit out the air horn out. Yeah, yeah. Turn into like a dog barking sound, so they're very confused. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh we also have Corey, who somehow keeps showing up to the show and and uh we just keep letting him show up so fine. <laughs> that's your mistake i know i know <laughs> it's funny because i just kept showing up to the show and now i'm hosting the show because john's off teaching millions of children how to use computers so I almost had to host once is and he? I was pretty scared. What's the class? Is it like how to make your parents mad and get banned from school? Uh, no, I think John's teaching a class. But if we say his name enough, it'll be like Beetlejuice and he's going to show up and just be like, what? Anyhow. And then not talk about any of the news that we want to talk about. Yes. We actually do have a, a bit of news articles today. Uh, we were kind of uh, wading through them and uh, we found some good stuff, right? Wading through news, like talk is, about. is that is that is wading through news like Wade's brothers? I yes. should. That's yeah. my. That's one of my subdomains. Don't talk about that. That's where yeah. my RSS it has. Feed is. So it it has like this. It's your brother, but 
for some reason they have the first same first name and different last name anyway <laughs> so before we started uh we were talking about um jack and i guess that he is not going to be having any episodes for january february or march so um <laughs> we gotta pour one out here actually i don't know what we're gonna do now what what are we, what do you we're gonna have I mean, to go step back up and, and start doing them Go back and listen to the first. Go back and listen to the first episode. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to all yeah. of them. <laughs> oh, you got a, uh, you got three months to do it. You should be able to if you do like. Yeah, three he's days. probably. He, I don't know uh, what he's doing. Maybe he's just taking some time off, and that's great. But he may just be recording all of them in three months, so that he, you know, doesn't have to work the rest of the year. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be rough. <laughs> Do you guys listen to anything else? Like, I honestly only have like two other cyber podcasts that I listen to. Besides, I listen to us all the time. You know, you li- yeah, but, I uh, listen to us. <laughs> it's so good. I listen to myself three times. Actually, I don't really have too many other ones. Yeah, I, I mean, on the same, that... on the same Sorry, level, though. I mean, Jack is next level. Yeah, right? yeah. The only the only other one that I that even comes cl- close, and it's not by a lot, would probably be Malicious Life. All right. From Cyber Reason. Mm, podcast recommendations. If you have any good podcast recommendations, yeah. please uh, please put them in the chat. Yeah, g- g- give us a, a link or title or something. Yeah, and so other people work, can share in it's three podcast. months of, you know, the uh, Darknet Diaries drought. So they'll have something else to listen to. Surviving the drought. <laughs> we'll, Surviving we'll do an update every week. It's Every, been seven days without Dark Knight Diaries. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a five-minute video of you just like talking about how you're surviving and stuff. So uh, what, what else you guys? What do you guys want to start with here? Um, I think we could start from the... We could start with the Twitter one. I, I hate to say it, but we keep talking about Twitter. And I think this is the only one for today. Um, unless you guys have something else. But if you didn't see Twitter... I want to say Twitter. Elon is, um, you know, getting uh, a little upset about... He's, he's starting Twitter fits. Yeah, he's, he's having Twitter fits. fits. But all right, so let's open this up a little bit more than just about Twitter. But in this case, it, it started from Twitter is that uh, supposedly um, the App Store may be withholding Twitter um, from publishing. And so um, this comes down to kind of the centralization of and control Apple has over the App, uh, app Store. Um, and now with more than 50% of the U.S. population owning an iOS device, if, for example, Apple were to not allow Twitter to be on the App Store for whatever reason, they could just choose arbitrarily, then this could cut off half of all mobile users, um, you know, not being able to use Twitter. Um, but you could apply this to any other thing. And this already has happened with other apps that have refused to pay the 30% tax Fortnite. Yes, Fortnite. Yeah, I think where this started out is Elon was coming out guns blazing as he always does, saying we're going to make our own phone and 30% 30 is super unfair and blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, actually, never mind. Nothing's changing. I'm going to stay here and let them have their 30% cut. Like, he, he, from my perspective, he kind of got the smackdown. It was like, oh, yeah, we hate you, Apple. And then Apple's like, really? Why don't you come over here? And they're like, okay, we're good, Apple. Never mind. (laughs) Is Is the app experience like, required that much is it that much better where like honestly i try to do as little social media as possible the only reason i have a twitter is to read iocs i oh, know are you, so are you, ta- like, are you talking about whether it's better on ios for yeah Stanford? yeah asking? like well why not just use mobile browser like why does there even need to be an app 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's just one of those things where, you know, people become so accustomed to the app itself. Oh and, you know, listen, half of America is not going to sell their phone so they can get Twitter. I'm just telling <laughs> right? Like, this is not going to happen, right? And so, but yeah, you're right. You could use a browser, uh, Safari, you know, kind of the uh, the workaround, which, by the way, if you ever try to buy something like a book on Amazon.com, you can't buy it through the Amazon app. You have to, you know, do the Safari workaround if you want to buy it mobily so that they, they don't have to Smart pay 30%. Move. You know, there I don't know. Is a, there is a, a different experience between a native app on there is. iOS and yeah. the web browser experience. Yeah. Um, so there's something to be said for that. Uh, the other thing I'll say is I actually don't even use the Twitter app. I've been using TweetBot for iOS mm-hmm. for like a decade right. now. Yeah, I, I think also, and people were saying this too, the, the loophole is also like, and this is a lot of apps do this, all the streaming services are the best example. You can't purchase anything in the app. It's only on like all the app is just like the service and then you can only purchase through the browser or through other means. So like there is a way around it if they wanted to. But um, I think that this is more concerned with like, I think it's more about the content moderation policy thing that they require Twitter to have. And I could see them banning all Twitter apps if if content moderation isn't there. Because, like, as an example, is there like a 4chan app for iOS? I'm assuming there's not. <laughs> like, I'm assuming there isn't one. I'm assuming there isn't any any app that would be developed to access 4chan or 8chan on iOS would be killed because it violates their content moderation policy, right? So yeah. I'm assuming that's I don't know that that's my thought on it. But so, it would be it would be very interesting if Elon hadn't sort of been i guess cow i don't want to say like reined in i guess is a better as a politically correct way to say it but yeah so. yeah but i could tell you this much they're not making a phone anytime soon so you can <laughs> no, just probably think that, cut that one out wasn't some of that also right before this apple went ahead and cut out like all of its advertising on twitter yeah which amounted to a few yeah. million dollars and that's what started the whole row yes yeah. Yeah, and this happened with other apps too. It happened with uh Fortnite. That was the big one where they like they totally took a stand and it got removed from both app stores. They tried to make their own app stores and sideload and all that stuff and I don't yeah. know how that's been going. I guess we haven't talked about it in a while, but I guess Fortnite still exists, so it can't be going that badly. But Yeah. No, I mean they kind of the Apple tax is real and that 30% is something they're really trying to flex their muscle on. Um, but you know, it, there is a point where it eventually does, you know, possibly become into the monopoly territory, but we'll see how that plays out. Right. But anyways, you know, Elon being Elon. Enough Twitter. Enough Twitter. We're done with Twitter. (laughs) Let's talk about how my AI photos got generated by, uh, by Yuffie releasing all my photos on the internet. Oh my God. I know that one crossed my (laughs) radar. That, that one crossed my radar. That's so bad. So Ryan can find the news article while we wildly speculate. It's at the but very bottom. What's the title of this one? Uh, just search Eufy, E-U-F-Y. Yeah. Um, basically, so, so this is a recent uh, uh, security researcher. Was it Paul? Um, Moore. his name? Moore. Paul Moore? M- yeah. Is doing the community Moore. a huge service and published an awesome, basically, disclosure about... Uh, Eufy cloud cameras, which Eufy is a company that's owned by Anchor, which Anchor is like a pretty well-known consumer electronics company. And is a Chinese-based. So Eufy has Eufy has a a doorbell offering and some other cloud security camera offerings, which 
the best part about this is we say cloud, right? If you go to their website and if you go to their marketing materials and everything, it all talks about how it's not in the cloud. It is there's no not cloud. no there's no cloud. There's no anti-cloud. fees. There's all they're on-prem. anti-cloud. They they actually market <laughs> themselves in opposition to the Nests and Googles and other, yeah. you know, doorbell companies of the world by saying there's no fees, there's no subscriptions or whatever. The best. Like yeah, so that's how they market themselves. However, turns out, number one, without you ever logging into your doorbell, it is streaming your video to the cloud, which is bad. Number two, which is worse, is it's uploading pictures of you to the cloud, and you can't delete them, and you can't... Even if you delete no. your account, they still exist. So they're just <laughs> taking... They're taking pictures from, like, fa- to use, I don't know, for facial recognition facial, or yeah, what? Yeah, it even says to use with facial yeah. recognition, and then it matches you across different cameras that <sighs> aren't even yours. So say you and your neighbor have, like, Ufi cameras. It'll know where you are, and you know, like, oh, it's, it, it matches them here, it matches them there. Then you go to, like, your, like, ne- your friend's house in Texas, and it matches you over there, and it's tracking you. I'm telling you, tinfoil hats. And then they're using this to... uh so Make yeah, this is bad. And then- <laughs> this this isn't tinfoil hat. I mean, now it's tinfoil hat because you said deep fakes, but um, deep this isn't tinfoil hat. This is a serious privacy violation by this company. And if you use these products, I would highly recommend isolating them and your environment. Do not let them access the internet. Um, the worst one that is brutal is so this one right here. Oh, so you can there is a cloud URL you can hit. Um, scroll down a little bit, Ryan. The screenshot will probably do it more justice. There is a cloud URL. This is not something you have to enable. This is not a feature. This is not a checkbox. If you have a Eufy doorbell camera, this is a cloud URL that is based on, first of all, your serial number, and second of all, a randomly generated ID that has no authentication and live streams your camera as a feed. No, just permanently. It's and a you can't just dis- <laughs> other than obviously just you know turning off the camera, or restricting its network access. Uh, this has no authentication, so. Uh, you would need someone's serial number for this, which uh, the serial number is a relatively safe, like it's like a GUID basically. So it probably security. isn't. Yeah, obscurity yeah. isn't security, right? Like, well, even it's, in, yeah, it yes. should be authenticated, right? But like it is unlikely that, and I'm sure China or Russia are trying to brute force these URLs and, and determine like what streams Ch- they can get. I doubt, I doubt China, China, China wouldn't need to brew for it. Yeah, they yeah, already they have already access have to it, I guess that's right? true. They, yeah. they so, can just go to the source. True. My first thought is they're using... So China's already well known for facial recognition software and all these huge data lakes and running security yeah. through that, right? So my first thought is they're using this to help teach their algorithms more facial recognition, right? right? I, I, Having it's, all it's, this data stuff. Yeah. That's where the tinfoil hats start coming on. But. It's so creepy. Yeah. So so basically, this is, I mean, the, I guess the attack, the practical way to apply this attack would be if, let's say you went to Best Buy and got the serial numbers of 10 or 15 or however many cameras were there in store, there is a chance that you could then brute force the randomly generated ID with the serial number, and then you could just access whoever buys that camera's feed in perpetuity. So pretty scary. Um, you know, so, not not. I don't think it's going to be feasible to brute force them for every customer, but it is. It's spooky. It's so it's a huge privacy the big, violation. The big thing is they just kind of lied about yeah. what it was they were doing, and that's kind yes. of like that was really kind of like the big highlight. There's other companies who are also making cameras that are also using the cloud. Um, they're also talking about the fact that you know it's local storage, but um, you know, as the you know uh, what kind of came out was that you obviously could hit that live URL. And that they're uploading the um, the images of faces, 
And it looks like the reason that they're doing that, um, and this is some speculation here, is, you know, cameras nowadays, um, you can buy some, you know, uh, these uh, different models that do object identification. So some of the most common ones would be a vehicle or a human or a pet, right? Now, they don't necessarily differentiate. That's like they BS, can. by the it's way. It's like machine learning stuff. Yeah. What's it's, BS yeah. to, it's BS to imply that you need the cloud to do that. No, no, no. You there don't. are many no, no. examples I, of devices that do no, it on, no. on, that's, on device. That's what I'm saying. So all most of the devices nowadays do on device, okay? Right. So they have an all that's already been trained on how to identify a human versus a car, right? Um, and that identification isn't in super advanced, but it's good enough, right? But right. what they're doing on top of that is they're saying, well, listen, we not only can identify a person, we can identify whether it is a family member or not a family, right? And I believe that is where they were sending that data off so that they could, you know, help train the model. You know, yes, to, that, to and that's the feature, right? That's that's, that's what Dave, yeah, that's what Dave said is features, yes. right? Um, but it's like it comes down to number one, the marketing of it, it being marketed as no cloud privacy, self host, you know, whatever, it's all yours, and it not being that. And then number two, the response to this was not exactly yeah. great. Yeah, um, yeah. At, like the the response from Yuffie was basically like, no, we like like Ralph said, oh no, we need this so, for our features. Yeah, I we, didn't we see need this response yet. I saw and other other ones didn't have this full written response. There was them responding saying that the VLC thing wasn't a thing, and then whatever article did it actually showed. Yeah, no, it still is a yeah. thing. So, but here they're actually saying they're still in regulation to GDPR. So this is a straight I up lie, is right? This yeah. is yeah. that's yeah, going to be huge violations point. and a big old chunk of money, right? Like, so as a developer, I can see how they were like what they were thinking. Right. Yeah. So you need to access that you are, you need to access some kind of you know RTSP stream, right? Um, and so when you open up the app, right, it has to do a handoff, and they're sharing that you know. So they actually didn't address file. that. They didn't address the streams at all. They actually uh, well, in that statement they only addressed the images, and they basically images, said yes. the images are the like basically like Ralph said. This is a push notification. They need an image to include as the thumbnail for the push notification. That was yes. their explanation. They didn't give any explanation of the just open RTSP streams. So the, the more annoying part about this is that I'm sure if you were to put in the form and ask, hey, can I get the RTSP stream to use with something else? They're like, no, it doesn't exist. When the whole time it existed, right? Like it's like a blatant lie, right? Right. Um, which, yeah, exactly. You know. So they the statement they gave Mac rumors didn't even address the open stream issue, which is like mm -hmm. arguably the much more suppressing issue because which, it's... Just the images is bad enough because, yes. like, to be fair, those don't need to be open. They're, they were, and by the way, I'd like to layer this. I don't know if we explained this. This was HTTP. This is just yeah. clear text. <laughs> this, this wasn't even encrypted. This yeah. wasn't Which, like. By the way, a lot of other uh, there are other vendors that use real time or RTSP secure, which exists already. Um, and it is encrypted, right? So it's over TLS. It doesn't and even no. This isn't even RTSP. This is an image. This, oh. is a, this is a this is a oh, image that the they're image, using the in the stream. yeah. This isn't even the video stream. Encrypting the video stream that's nice. This isn't yeah. even that. This is like <laughs> extending an, an image file to an S3 bucket over HTTP. That's what they're doing basically. In uh, in the nine to five Google article that you posted, right? It says that the, an Anchor PR manager confirmed that it's not possible to start a stream and watch live footage using a third party player such as VLC. And so then, but then, did but then people homework. didn't. Then but then it. people yeah. didn't. And then so... the Verge does it right then and there. It's like, yeah, ah, here exactly. you go. Like, yeah. So that's where it gets. I think 
the first part, like Ralph was saying about the notifications and, and like, you know, that is a feature that I guess uh, that one I can, you can explain that one away, start encrypting it first of all. But I do understand like, yes, you do have to give me an image that you're sending to my phone saying who's at my door. I understand. But also you don't need to, s the whole live stream thing is that's where it gets into the, you know, tinfoil hat. Why, you know, if they're claiming it doesn't exist, it clearly does exist. They, maybe they don't know it exists. Maybe it's undocumented, but it seems very like, oh, well, the government asked to see all the streams. So we did it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Is the, it, is it just malpractice or like them not doing stuff properly? Probably. But is there malicious actions that involved in that? Maybe. Like, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. Cause here's the thing. We know anchor has this data. We know they have the serial numbers and we know they have the random IDs. So there's mm -hmm. theoretically, we know that it is possible for them to stream anyone's cameras continuously for as long as this was until it was disclosed. Um, and another note, so, who actually uses these cameras? Do you know anyone who does? Because I, I asked around and I don't. <laughs> so, okay. I have a couple of the non-doorbells. Yeah. I don't know. I have. Okay. I actually have. I'm going to connect one up and see if it does the same thing. But I um, have. I have bought these in the past as like really small ones to like ad hoc, right? Like set it up because they have Wi-Fi. Their home kit secure like video. Thirty yeah. thirty dollars or something, right? And you could just like set it up if you need like to. I would put it up where like the kids were playing, right? So I could see like their play area or whatever. Um, I don't have them anymore and not because of this article. I've gotten rid of them. Um, but so I've yeah, used this I would say it, it, other people have said this in the chat and it seems to be just kind of the general sentiment. I know Ralph does this. I may have been too lazy to do this in the past, but now I'm definitely going to do it. Isolate these things, put them yeah. on their own VLAN or put them in their own network. Yeah. Restrict them. Do not al allow them internet access. I will say, if it's a Nest device and you don't allow internet access, it's not it's even going to work. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you, I guess either do that and do it all yourself. Like I personally use the Unify cameras um, and I really like that. Ralph does like self-hosted. You can, he has like three hours of home lab discussion for you if you want to get into that. But um, <laughs> which I think basically, that yeah, could be basically. I know. If I think you, I, I'm going to do a camera webcast. You so your 300 terabytes of you storage you're used for is just your video cam footage and yeah, subscribe, gonna... <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I think it's like I think it's one of those things where if you are going to choose a cloud provider that to do this, if you don't want to, you know, self-host it or go with it, because the the self-hosted are probably cheaper long term, but are expensive up front. Like the Unify stuff is not cheap up front. But I mean, choose your providers wise, wisely. You know, with a cloud, with when you're talking, when someone puts cloud in their marketing materials and it's a Chinese company, you know that that data is potentially. I mean, it's like, do you want the U.S. government reading it or do you want the Chinese government reading it? You make the decision because one government's going to read it one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 how I think about stuff nowadays. Uh, it's kind of crazy. The, the, the good, good thing is, the, uh, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say the and, government, the U.S. government already knows everything about us because we're U.S. Yeah. citizens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing, uh, transition to the FFC, the FCC one. That's the next article. Sure, if you guys saw let's that, dive into that. What you got? Uh, the so the FCC uh, faces long road in stripping Chinese tech from U.S. telecoms. So Ooh. this just goes back to, oh, of course, you know. The Huawei, ZTE, and all those Chinese um, network providers who come to find out actually have a decent foothold within the U.S. Tel telecommunications network. Um, I think it says a little bit further down that they think there's around 8,000 devices throughout the network. 
um, which I, I, I thought like we banned them off completely, but I guess they only ban them if you're using FCC money to purchase them. If you're using your own private money, then mm-hmm. you can buy them. So this new law, if I'm reading it correctly, prohibits any more sales of Chinese network communication, telecommunications equipment within the United States. And then they're starting to reevaluate how they're going to replace it. So just more banning of these Chinese tech, pretty much. Yeah. So it's funny because I assume almost all the tech is manufactured in China. It's just whether it's running (laughs) Chinese software or not, Mm -hmm. or like, how how do they actually draw these lines? Like, is it just the, is it the manufacturer specifically Huawei stuff is banned or is it like actually all made in China is banned? Whoever profits banned. (laughs) That's, that's it. Right. If they don't want to give like, this just goes back to like global economics. They don't want to give China just that extra foothold. We rather support the American companies rather than Chinese. But they're not. Sounds, they're, but, are, aren't they they're, still they're, made they're, in the same factory? Yes, but they're supporting the Americans a little bit more than just all China. You know, like it's like instead they, of them taking <laughs> advantage of slave labor, we're going to take advantage. Exactly. Of as long as the, the U.S. American stuff, American designed or still yeah. Chinese. Designed. So I think it's. I mean, I, it's American it designed, but then they based. actually outsource it to India. so this 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 goes back to just like the same with the iphone right they're all made in china but you know apple designs them and uh, and creates all the software here in the united states and overall the social influence is whether they would put a back door in right and who who would that be for would it be for the u.s government or for china right so it's about the manufacturer not about the country of origin yes 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 because like you know I guess they could, you know, int- implement some chip on a bunch of devices, but I mean, you know, this would be discovered during the QA process, right? So, and by the hope, way, you, you mentioned the whole Apple and <laughs> China hope, thing. Yeah. I heard actually, I read it. I don't think we had the article in here, but I heard that China's actually or Apple's actually moving out of China where mm-hmm. possible, not because yes. of slave labor and exploitative practices that no, they've no, done no. there for years. No. Not no. because of all the profit they've made from that, but because they're doing COVID lockdowns and that's impacting their supply <laughs> chain. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's not even uh, that Apple's trying to be more ethical. It's that they're trying to get rid of COVID lockdowns, ruining their supply they, chain. They're actually, <laughs> they're, they've been moving slowly, very yeah. slowly, but they've been showing signs for a while that they're trying, they realize they're too dependent on China. They're, yeah. They've been trying to diversify yeah. their, their uh, production facilities and they have um, like a, uh, like you're saying they've been trying to move for a while right yeah requiem to 2099's comment is perfect don't support an evil chinese company support an evil american company that contracts in manufacturing to all the same factory <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly that is, is the better, fcc's official stance that the is better the of two plan. evils right you gotta you gotta pick one yeah. you want yeah. why one why let someone time. else benefit from their slave labor when we can make shareholder value <laughs> with their slave labor yeah exactly exactly yeah. <sighs> So, yeah, and yeah Apple's bad. been moving out of China and then obviously all the lockdowns and all the other fun stuff. And, but, um, the bigger one, I think that this would, this was talking about the FCC specifically is that they're worried about, um, critical infrastructure. And I mm-hmm. think cellular is, you know, and the telephone system is part of that critical infrastructure. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe more than our iPhones, even though arguably speaking, same thing. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that was what one of the viewers said is basically like they were they were super early on to they were super early to the market with 5G stuff so a lot of people when they went to upgrade that was the only option available. So. Yeah. And they were cheap, I'm sure, because, you know, 
that's what they do. It's subsidized by government surveillance. I know. It's way cheaper when the government gives you money to build it so that they can surveil other people. Which, by the way, they are paying for this stuff to be replaced. That's actually the biggest surprise. Yes. Right? They are The FCC is actually shelling out money to have this stuff replaced, right? They're yeah. trying to figure out how much money that's going to be, as well as, like, do they have the money to do that? Like, it's supposed, it's going to be a big, a big amount. Okay, can we talk about how we need to do this for security products? Like, how uh, come Cisco doesn't... Billion. How come Cisco doesn't have like a buyback program for like ASAs? <laughs> like, like shouldn't, shouldn't they be like, please, for the love of God, don't use an ASA. Like, we will buy it from you. How much do you want for it? Like, name your price. <laughs> one one like, snort calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off. And please. the love of security. The yeah, we should. That should be what we do every time. So here's how you do pen testing now. When we get money from our clients to pay to do a pen test, we take a little bit off the top, and then we use it to make them to buy them replacement gear for <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, like, oh, by the way, this three thousand dollar expense was because we bought you a new firewall. So please replace <laughs> this thing. How how often do you guys go after uh, network equipment? In your I mean, in a meaningful way, beyond just logging in with the shell and being like, I could turn off your VLANs and screw you over. Not much. I mean, yeah. there it's pretty common. Like the most common thing is like file share, like Snaffler or whatever, discover network credentials yeah. on a share and then go and they, they work on networking devices. Most, most often you log into the web management interface. You're like, I don't want to touch this, but it would be bad <laughs> if I did. I think... I think the networking devices are kind of interesting, though, because if you do find some uh, way to exploit them, that would be great for like long-term persistence, right? Because that's yeah, the one just port device. Yeah, AWS or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one device they're never turning off, right? Like, that's the last thing they're going to touch, you know? Yeah, and it can read all the traffic, right? Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like op opportunities there, but, you know, a lot of what we end up doing is just avoiding that because, um, you know, we don't have any long-term persistence plans and all the kind of ramifications or if we do mess something up you know maybe it's on accident maybe you know everything's you know uh would normally work and it just didn't work that time and then the whole network goes down like that's the one call you just don't have. <laughs> yeah yeah. So, yeah that's spooky but uh i guess hopefully i mean it makes sense at the very least i mean china it does it does seem it's kind of like tiktok where it's like I don't know. Did we put that article in here that's like TikTok is banned if you're a South Dakota employee? Is that is that in here? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, in here. Here. Yeah, that's, in that's here. like Let's the one I that. didn't read. Yeah, it, it was a South Dakota news article. We got to cover it because it's the one time. Mr. Like a local, local. Where did I put that thing? Uh, it's under political. Wherever you're scrolling, it's in the opposite direction of that. Exactly. You, you just passed it. You just passed it. Oh, here's, Go uh, down. It's actually it's probably the one that has you, the giant right, TikTok, uh, the TikTok logo. logo. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think oh, it's I have, there's logo. like two of them that have the giant TikTok logo. Oh, so okay, logo. so the article it's is not safe for work. <laughs> TikTok is not safe for work if you work for the South Dakota government. So that's this article applies to approximately 14 people that work for the South Dakota government. Hey, hey, hey! It's 16. <laughs> okay, sorry. So yeah, the the governor banned TikTok, the website, and the app. Um, basically, uh, for all government agencies, employees, and contractors on on state devices, that's probably a key. Mm, um, right. In a press release, they said it was response to growing national security threat on behalf uh, data gathering on behalf of the CCP. So honestly, kind of ahead of the game as far as my perspective here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, didn't the federal government 
Did they do this or were they just debating it? They've been debating it. Like There's, I believe that the uh, intelligence community has been pretty much raising the flag on this for a little bit. Yeah. Like, hey, hey guys. Yeah. Hey, hey, we should stop. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, he, so obvious. Okay. So we j- made the joke, you know, this is probably like 50 people that are actually working for the South Dakota government <laughs> and use state owned devices. But I will say like cops and stuff like that, it's actually probably good for everyone. And also, I do think this has bigger ramifications because when people see press releases like this, or even in like the grassroots, you know, awareness of security, if you're a random cop in like Waco County, South Dakota or whatever, and you're like, oh, I can't have TikTok on my phone. This is going to impact you. Like, you're going to be like, why? Why is this? Why is this banned? It's like, I feel like you're going to think about it and be like, and talk to your family or whatever, like. (laughs) <laughs> Logan, Logan, don't be using that TikTok. It's banned by the government. <laughs> or maybe they'll be like, do use the TikTok because it's banned and that's infringing on our rights. So let me watch the TikTok on your phone. I'm not allowed to have it on mine. Yeah. <laughs> I got a burner TikTok. Can have a burner phone for TikTok. Can you, yeah, yeah, can you record me dancing? Yeah. Can, can your, you record your me? algorithm sucks. All I'm getting is like disabled dog TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, TikTok bad. Another so check. it's going to be instead okay. of kids asking parents whether they have games on their phone, it's going to be parents asking kids if they have TikTok on their phone. Mm. And then the kids are going to be like, "What? Why don't my Dude, that, parents always that algorithm like that? is so good? It just knows exactly what you want and just sure. feeds it to you." And I was like, oh, "Yeah, why awesome. doesn't it feed me the uh, video on how to remove TikTok?" <laughs> <laughs> because it's feeding you too many, uh, too many lab porn, too many lab porn or lab equipment. Like Craigslist ads for new cable. New yeah. It's like, <laughs> why you should go fiber. It's like clearly generated by an AI. <laughs> yeah. My interest significantly. All right, Mike, you haven't, you haven't picked up, you haven't, you haven't spoken much. You pick an article and you uh, rage about it. Oh, how about the never before seen malware nuking data in Russia? Never malware nuking data in Russia. Hmm. Yeah. You don't hear about sounds, that too often. Sounds like it's Ukraine. Did they did they forget that? What what was the virus? <laughs> was it Lockbit or one of the ones that had like the check for the Cyrillic language pack? And if it was there, it wouldn't execute. Uh they they actually talk about it in their uh Shamoon, which wreaked havoc on uh Aramco. It's similar. Kaspersky said it discovered this whole thing by Crywiper in the last few months. And it's just another thing that how often do we hear about the actual malware that's affecting russia or china for that matter never we, everything's everything is u.s or u.s ally based uh, in europe or what have not and so did we hear write that, this then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like to flip the script did we yeah, <laughs> its target is like definitely small it's, though right like, reading reading through offices. it cry wipe cry wiper sounds very similar to something that's been going up against ukraine so it sounds like it's a tit for tat thing oh we found yours we've rejiggered it we're going to shove it right back into your face right yeah that's it's pretty funny i feel like if you were developing malware wouldn't you like make sure that you couldn't be hit by the same malware or would would you because all your labs you need them to be vulnerable to test (laughs) (laughs) that's the ultimate question isn't it this is, it's really a big ploy it's russia wiping their own malware they're wiping all their court systems so then they can take all of their prisoners and then throw them into the war so are okay, we going so back asked, into the tin hats again Wade? <laughs> yeah. so someone asked what it does hoax paragon what does it actually do so let's let's uh let's inform the the uh 
inform the readers. It's uh, scroll up a little bit, Brian. The uh, description is right there. Uh, a little bit more, just a tad more. Uh, a Trojan masquerades as a ransomware and extorts money from the victim. Oh, too much. <laughs> You've gone too far. Now I see where you are. Okay. <laughs> Apologies for audio vi- visitors. Imagining, imagine someone scrolling around a web page. Uh, basically, uh, it uh, it's a Trojan. It masquerades as a ransomware, extorts money from the victim for decrypting data. It does not actually encrypt the data, but purposefully destroys it. Mm. <laughs> so it's like a ransomware, but I guess if you pay, you're not going to get your <laughs> decryption keys. So we just straight delete. Isn't that more virus than ransomware? Well, it's a wiper. It's a wiper. wiper. That's the Cry new wiper. Cool way to call it. They don't mention if anyone actually paid to. That, that's the best part if someone actually did. I mean, I did. <laughs> you, you paid? Did they pay and then they track down the bitcoins and it's going to like their neighbor in Russia. They're like, Dang it. <laughs> no <laughs> way. See, that's the thing. R- Russia, that's why they had all those like detections, whether it had the Russian language pack and all this other stuff, because they know better. They know if they did that in their own country that, you know, they get arrested and turned yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, right? it is interesting. They, yeah. I mean, they don't just get arrested. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm yeah. trying to be nice here. I'm just trying what to What they do is they get, Matt, Ralph, they get recruited. Recruited. Mm-hmm. They yeah. get recruited and, and now they have to write malware. Well, I, I think recruited, I think, is a weird way of saying forced to do labor for forced. Yeah, but it's recruited. like C labor. Yeah. It's not it like it could be worse labor. Rocks. You're definitely right. Yeah. Well, it could be C. At least they gave C. Wiper, no wiping. That's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. Cry wiper, no wiping. <laughs> yeah. If it wipes all of the Windows directories, does that make it a window wiper? Yeah, uh, I think it does. Yes. Yeah. Also, oh it makes it performance improvement too. I know. It'll actually make your Windows 11 faster. Just drag the computer file. icon to the recycle icon. <laughs> what if that like actually just deleted your computer? Like, if that actually works, that'd be pretty funny. I mean, it worked for me, but maybe it was the malware I had installed. Yeah, I think it was yeah. the malware, man. Maybe. Uh, maybe the the Politico one is like my favorite of the day. Oh, favorite of the day. Yeah, because I like the politics. Uh, I can't find it now. What is oh, probably it's under, it's under nation it's under nation state on nation state action, which is Ooh, hot. <laughs> so hot. Lessons from the Ooh. Russian cyber war in Ukraine. So this one goes over um I'll wait till you click. Do we publish actually, these I don't uh, see political do here. Political article? Here. Lesson, it's that one right there. Lessons on oh, it's oh, economic. It's yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah. I was reading it. They have a branch article. I think this is paywall, but you can get past it if you uh, go. We don't know how to get past it, catch my but there probably is ways to get past <laughs> it. Uh, it pretty much goes over like the entire cyber campaign of what the Russians did to Ukraine, and then m- several people saying that uh, they kind of lacked. But there's the argument is like, is cyber war actually efficient? Or did mm-hmm. the Russians hold back because, of course, they didn't want to nuke the entire network because they figured their military was just going to steamroll them and right. they wanted yeah, the yeah. network still up. Which, like, so, yeah, John always brings up the example of, like, when we invaded Iran, we kept exactly. the telecoms up so we could Iraq, use them. Iraq. <laughs> we invaded Iran? Oh, crap. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yes, sir. Did we? Oh gosh! Uh, but it's it's it goes into some good detail uh, about all the attacks that occurred, and as well as the Russian pitfalls and stuff they didn't do too well. And it's 
an interesting read. It's a good read. I don't know if you, I don't know how political you guys want to get. So, I mean, I think The Economist is generally pretty neutral, so it can't be that bad. They have a lot of, uh, what's the, what's the English based uh, CIA? GCHQ? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot of quotes from them. uh, If anyone wants to do a good read, I'm not. Just imagine a really good article that we can't pay, that we didn't pay to access. (laughs) <laughs> it's so good that it, well, we got did, two paragraphs did, of it read it all okay British NSA thank you Rick Room. yes that's what I meant the, you get, we get yeah. shift to the DHIS trying to focus on Lapis <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why but they're gonna catch him they already did didn't they, ca- they caught two people they caught I thought they caught two kids in the UK. Well, it's kind of like a ring, right? And you know, yeah, they have to keep squashing through them. Why do you think they would focus on Lapis? I just feel like that's just a weird, a weird group. I mean, maybe they're the easier one to go after, you know? Because they're all British. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the bottom one in political. Who organized these articles, Ryan? Ryan, <laughs> me. Is this me? No, I can't. I can't. It's like when you can't read your own handwriting. That's what's going on right here. I can't even listen to my own podcasts. Did you know? I didn't know about the Cyber Safety Review Board. Did anybody else know that was a thing? No. What is that? I guess it's a review board for cyber safety. Like, (laughs) the Department Uh, of Homeland Security announces Friday that the cyber. Safety review board. Cyber safety review board. If you're on this board, please get in touch. I'd love to hear what kind of stuff you're doing. I (laughs) thought it was based more for the um, IoT stuff or ICS stuff. Because I know that they'd made a big announcement about uh, some changes. And CISA had mentioned a whole bunch of stuff recently about uh, some new protocols coming through. We heard the White House protocol stuff. I think it's part of all of that. I just googed I just googed myself over here and we got a cybersecurity or cyber safety review board at CISA. This is a CISA website. I will link uh, it. Uh basically says it was established pursuant to President Biden's executive order 14,028. Wow, he sent a lot of executive orders. We're already up to 14,000 uh on improving the nation's cybersecurity. The board serves a deliberate function to review major cyber events and make concrete recommendations. The board's construction is unique. Wow, this sounds like it's actually a 2 by 4 <laughs> and valuable <laughs> provides a direct path to the security secretary of homeland security and the president. So, I guess it's basically like, hey, when we when things get hacked, you tell the president, and he tells you whether to go catch lapsus or lapis lapis. It has lapsus. an S in it. Lapsus dollars. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look up the, any review members. Okay, here's the board. Here's the board members. I don't see John Strand on here. It's oh. not real then. Take it off. Uh, We're not talking yeah. about it anymore. <laughs> so Chris Novak, the co-founder and managing director of Verizon uh, Threat People. It, it, there's some Unit 42 Palo Alto Networks people. There's FBI people. Unit the CIO for the DOD is in there. It's very like high level. Who's actually doing all the work is the real question. Mm. Um, oh, Dmitry Alperovich, the co-founder and chairman of uh, former CTO of CrowdStrike. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean. I guess it's kind of cool to be like when when things get hacked, tell the president. Perfect. Sounds like someone who's overemployed to me. Definitely got multiple jobs going. 
how do I get yeah. on this review board? But <laughs> like, I guess we've done the background. So they, now they're doing, there is a press release that we, that was the actual news article, uh, <laughs> cyber safety review board to conduct second review on lapsus. Looks like, so they're doing another pass. They're like the first review, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first review, we screwed it up. We got to do another one. After they leaked rocks, after they leaked Grand Theft Auto, they're like, oh, we got to do another one. This is uh, mm. clearly there. This is a threat. If Grand Theft Auto is like getting leaked. They're kind of tooting their own horn here because the first quote of the article is, we've quickly established ourselves as an innovative and enduring institution in the cybersecurity ecosystem. Have you? Because we're all cybersecurity people and none of us had heard of you as far as five minutes ago. <laughs> so uh, I guess it's public private initiative, blah, blah, blah. Why are they targeting lapsus? It's <laughs> Lapsus has targeted the most sophisticated companies on the planet. I feel like they're kind of like doing it's like they're like overlapping homework here. They're like, but well, we have to do this at our company, so why don't we do this for the government? <laughs> thing too? I feel like like Lapsus definitely isn't like a low hanging fruit, but they're definitely like a little bit stranger on the threat actor board, right? Where they're not a ransomware group per se. They, I'm sure they could be if they tried. They're not necessarily a nation state. But they do like like Uber. They do all these little weird hacks that like I would almost say is for like the lols type of deal, which reminds the me lols. of right. Yeah, reminds me of uh, what was the one where is the guy with the wine glass? Um, uh, not Evil Corp. Someone, someone who knows nation knows threat actors. Man, you guys don't. It's like the fancy dude. He's got a hat on. He's got a monocle and he's got a wine glass. And that was a threat actor group. And they all got mm. arrested. But I don't know. No, we're all red teamers right. over here. I, at least I know. Me and Ralph. I well, am my, a my, bad guy. I have no my idea. My question what, is, is Mr. did they Peanut? go ahead and take, <laughs> did, <laughs> did they take, did they take this report and run it through turn it in to make sure that they didn't plagiarize <laughs> yeah. my I, I don't know. Honestly, I think they kind of, I, I think they kind of copied someone else's homework because they even said it's the second review. So they're like, you know, we're doing and it At the again. end of the article, it, says, it talks about an analysis from Microsoft published in March. That's why I'm wondering. It was lol sec. It was lol sec. All right. <laughs> so, okay. For the lols. So, I mean, it says the CSRB's first review focused on vulnerabilities discovered in late 2021 with the widely opened use, uh, the widely used log4j vulnerability, uh, um, which it published. So. It ha- it published it including 19 actionable recommendations for government and industry. Um, they don't have regulatory powers, and they're not an enforcement agency. So it sounds like they're basically just like, how can we get paid to do what we were already going to do anyway, which is to review lapsus? Oh, <laughs> we can use the government. Perfect. They needed more money, is what it really comes down to. <laughs> yeah, so, if you're a member of this board, let us know what your salary is. No, I'm just <laughs> John is interested. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> can we talk about the most shocking story of today? Oh, no. What? That, that, but, are you saying that Mr. Peanut is actually a threat actor? Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that <laughs> yeah. No, no. So this one, after you read the article, uh, you'll, you'll quickly be shocked. Oh, I, I, yes, this one's racked. Great. Space, I guess, has had an incident with their another one exchange services. <laughs> <laughs> okay, exchange hold on. Which one of you guys it's a did shame this? Because John's not on today. Oh, which one yeah. of you did this? Because John said you should. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, there has been an incident uh, impacting. This is you know this is how they put it. We've been we've become aware of an issue impacting our hosted exchange environment. We're proactively running around and 
with, uh, you know, like our hair's on fire and we're going to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> but uh, there, there could be a security incident. All right. We're, you guys well, it screwed. says here we proactively powered down and disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right. that is never... intense. That is intense. Yes. So like, okay, someone is like, take it down, unplug it, disconnect yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody literally, they were like, throw it in the trash. Like this thing is literally nuclear waste. Right. Like, um, so yeah, they got, um, exchanged, um, which is, uh, but got exchanged, um, okay, let's, let's show of hands. Who thinks this was a zero day? <laughs> none, of us think, none of us think Rackspace can patch their own hosted exchange environment. That's that, I guess that basically says it all. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of exchange vulnerabilities, right? Yeah, there's a ton. There's been recent exchange vulnerabilities. There's just lots of reasons why exchange is bad or, you know, very uh, targeted as well. Um, additionally, Microsoft has kind of been like, you know what? Officer 65 guys, like we, we gave up on continuing to keep this going, right? Um, and in fact, Rackspace is accelerating their migration to Office 365 for customers. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't wow. say that. Does it actually say yes, that? Yes, it says they are that. Doing it, impacted, that. Yeah. impacted customers free access to Microsoft Exchange Plan 1 oh, licenses yes, on 365. Yes. Okay, so okay, wait. Here, Here is the real theory. This is the John hot take. Let me put on my John Strand hat. This right. is a false flag operation so they don't have to keep supporting exchange. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna leak it. I'm gonna leak that, it on the news. This is just great. because someone at Raspbase is like, we hate exchange. How are we gonna get rid uh, of this? Oh, I know. Just claim it was hacked. Oh my god. Uh, so, and Cyber Threat Hunter. Oh no, we've been hacked. What do? Manual says Alt plus F4. <laughs> <laughs> no, then first disconnect the power, then disconnect the network. <laughs> Uh, that, this oh. has merit cord because it goes back to your idea before where you just buy them new hardware to move them along. This is what they're oh. doing. They're buying them exchange to you, move them out of, I mean, you have buying to, 365 to move them yes. out of exchange. You have to read this article though. There's like, there's a couple here. They're like, there's no sign of the service coming back online. From customers trying to access, access Rackspace support there. They are not pretty. The way they have handled this has been horrible. No support, no email, because yours is broken. Nothing. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, how are they going to email you? Your, your email is broken. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I, I'm, I called I'm just the support say, line and held and listened to lousy music for three hours and 14, 14 minutes, minutes and 19 seconds. And they finally, they finally had to terminate the call. the call. Wow, why would you advertise yeah. that you wasted that much time? Um, <laughs> so, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say my official stance on this is this is like an Elon level plan to get rid of Exchange at, as a service offering that Rackspace has. This is like this is like we hate supporting Exchange. Let's just pretend like it got hacked and move everyone to Office 365. Oh my God. So I had an incident with a uh, a family member who had their account compromised at GoDaddy and they're using um, Office 365, right? Um, and it was just credential stuffing, so on and so forth, right? Um, nothing too complex. But um, even GoDaddy had already moved off of their own hosted exchange, right? About, uh, it looks like about a year and a half ago, um, they had moved away from it too. So it's like everyone- If you're trailing behind GoDaddy, you really gotta, you gotta get I know, it. I know. You Dude, if you're, that, the bar is already at the floor, okay? And 
You're behind them. I I have so many questions. Rockspace has been hacked before, haven't they? Or was that a different hosting provider that I'm thinking of? No, they mm. have, but I think it was a while ago. It was like yeah. a, a very long time ago, at least as far as cybersecurity hackings go, right? It wasn't in the last couple of years. Okay, it, it another is. here's another conspiracy theory. Microsoft did it. <laughs> no, wait, no, Microsoft just has a bot. My Microsoft chat. is like, listen, we're so sick of publishing freaking patches for Exchange. We're yeah. just going to hack everyone that's still using it, so they have to turn it off. I, oh I think God. the one the one thing that I fear for Rackspace's customers about is the loss of emails, especially if they're in a field, a vertical, where they have to retain those emails for mm-hmm. seven years, and now they can't even get yesterday's email back up. Yeah. Oh, I can import from Exchange Office 365. It can't be that hard, right? As yeah. long as the data is still there. Are you offering consulting services, Corey? Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I'll tell you, you what. Here's, here's, here's the deal. For 500 an hour, you email me and I'll do whatever you want me to do in Office 365. And it's not that hard. <laughs> um, hey, in other news, uh, Rackspace email is half off right now. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Black Friday sale? Is it... <laughs> Extended. It's an extended no, you sale. Mean, you mean half extended offline. sale while the threat? <laughs> <happens. laughs> I meant half offline, guys. I'm sorry. There's a mis- there's a little confusion there. But. Hold on, hold on. Do they have half off security? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, you know everything comes from price. Um, was there any other articles you guys want to talk about? I think we're almost right up at the hour here. No, we have 25 seconds. Quick, someone go, <laughs> go. The ro- oh, the robots I- are killing people in San Francisco. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Let's yeah. All right. So, no, 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 no. They're just allowed to kill people. Allowed okay. to kill people now. <laughs> That's the next step. <laughs> they always were able to. Now they've been given the kill code, right? So wait, is this just a Blade Runner? Like, is okay. So are we just getting into like the? They're trying to make the Blade Runner cinematic universe happen in San Fran versus L.A. Or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is really about who's going to have the. Uh, closest kind of like robocop scene right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah this is a real thing is someone getting shot uh, yeah so okay so we are we are joking but this is a real thing where um they're trying to vote to add the ability to use deadly force by robots I think that it already they already voted. Now I could totally be wrong. They already, but yeah, they, they, yeah, they they already voted. Yeah. They voted. They, okay. Yeah, they voted. They yes. voted that, okay. so, so for those who are unaware, these are these robots are typically used to gather intelligence in some kind of like high risk scenario, right? Um, somebody holding someone else hostage or other things. Oh, like I've seen that. RoboCop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, well, this is in the real world too. And these robots, whether they be you know, um, however they are flying, however it doesn't matter. Just they help gather information so that they can make decisions on the ground to safely hopefully end the but uh, you have to put guns on them because we're all 12 year olds at heart but now they're adding uh weapons to these robots so that they can take out the um you know no no robot manufacturer especially nowadays is going to allow any weapons attached (laughs) to their robots like what are you talking about like boston dynamics has already said like no, uh, I mean, there's put, one company like, that allows them, and that's called uh, whoever makes the Predator drone. Yeah. <laughs> General Atomic, like <laughs> General Atomic or General Dynamics. Or General G- Dynamic. yeah, I mean, 
like this is basically like we want the power to drone strike like we do for ISIS, but now we're targeting our own citizens. Right? I just yeah. imagine one of the little dogs running at you and it explodes. Just like all, all I can think like, about though is literally uh, RoboCop and just how that whole movie kind of. Honestly, out. though, the real most surprising part of this is that they had to get some kind of approval to even do it. I figured it would just be <laughs> default allowed. Like <laughs> it's, it's San Francisco, right? It's it's literally the max lockdown. So like this is this. You know why they got the approval <laughs> in Texas? The robots are actually already killing people. We just oh, <laughs> in Texas, they have like a robot battle royale area. It's just like, program your robot. If it kills 10 robots, you get it for free. I, I could just see from a legal perspective, it could be like, this was, a, you know, a the city killed so-and-so and they didn't need to. And, you know, you guys didn't have approval to do this. Yeah. So this, uh, this is extremely opposed by the, what is this, the EFF? Yeah. Um, yes. And basically their their logic, which I totally agree with, is essentially if you combine together this level of technology and then you make it a high tension scenario where people aren't necessarily making great decisions in the first place and you make it easy to press a button that says, you know, kill or whatever. Now we have a it's a it's a very combustible combination of factors. So it's they're just using, like they're using the AI pictures, facial recognition they got from Yuffie to mm, target you that's how they then, know it's you because you didn't come home <laughs> last night they yeah, see it, it's I like mean, oh robot get that guy it's like <laughs> yeah i mean political opinions aside like whether you think that you know the police are great or bad or whatever um i think we there are some like published studies that show that drone operators don't fully like they don't comprehend exactly what they're doing like it, it, there's less remorse there's less um there's less of like a personal impact and judgment call that goes in because it just bypasses that human element of like looking at someone in the eye and being like you know are you good or bad so when you're dealing with like a camera and you know ai and you're sitting there with a button that just says like dispose or whatever i don't know what it says um (laughs) you know it's just it's a bad (laughs) recipe it's a bad recipe and i i agree with that um i'm shocked that it approved but i guess i'm not that shocked because you know who, who put those people in office? They're probably this, po- this pro. This just reminds people. me of like how like the lethal like lethal injection, right? Uh, the companies who make the chemicals for lethal injection won't sell it anymore to the states who want mm-hmm. to do lethal injection. So they're like I suspending would, it, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah, they can't. How are you going to perform it if you can't? You have to buy the state then has to buy it illegally. Like I would think it's going to be. There's definitely going to be a robot manufacturer who does build one. But I could also see states going then like, oh, we'll just go put a gun or a whatever. They're going to have to build a robot and then get the licensing for it to kill people, which mm. I think is going to be a little bit weird. I think in future political sense. Like, do you think California is going to want killer robots built in their state? I mean, no, they're definitely going to have to be made in Florida. Like no, I'm telling you Texas right now, Texas and Florida is going to take that <laughs> bid, though. <laughs> Killer robot manufacturers. I guess. Uh, yeah, I was going to say some state is going to be like, yeah, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to make. I can yeah, see I, Texas. Yeah, no, Texas is number one. All right. Well, on that beautiful and um, very nice note uh, that we just had there, I think that is uh, it for today. Um, yeah. So. Appreciate everybody showing up, and uh, we really appreciate it. Smash that like button, ring the bell, and other things that I don't know. Um, Thanks, everyone, for coming. Yeah. Yeah, subscribe. I want to get on the Sands podcast. This is sponsored by uh, something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tell everybody about us. 
Yeah, it's uh, sponsored by <laughs> Anti-Siphon, where we have really cool training. I have a class there. A lot of other really cool people have classes there that you should definitely go check out. And uh, we will see you guys next week. And uh, yeah, so follow us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, all. Bye. Bye.